Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Today is a fascinating podcast interview with Christopher Jones, a hand reader who has been helping guide people and gain more self-actualization through his hand reading for over 37 years. Christopher busts the myth that hand reading is like fortune telling. In fact, he says it's a lot more about your current state of consciousness. Christopher tells us what sort of things you can discover about someone by reading their hands, such as health, how each organ is functioning, illnesses, trauma, sexual abuse, big life changes, self-awareness, consciousness, self-love, and so much more. He explains how getting in-depth hand reading can help you discover aspects of yourself or give you the confirmation you need to move forward in a successful and authentic manner. You can book a reading with Christopher at his Facebook page, which is Samitsu. It's S-A-N-M-I-T-S-U. That will be in the show notes for you to find as well if you're curious on checking out his work or booking a hand reading with him. I suggest you watch this podcast episode instead of listen to it on my YouTube channel because it's a little bit easier to see what he's talking about when he's pointing at the certain lines on your palms and how to read them. I also want to mention Christopher knew nothing about me before this podcast interview, yet he was able to specifically note so many things from my past and my present that were spot on. I found it fascinating. From this podcast interview, I've also learned how to kind of read other people's hands as well, which is so exciting and interesting. So I know if you guys listen through with this podcast episode, you will be able to find out a little bit more about yourself through your own palms and your hands, which is so exciting. And from there, you can look at other people's hands, your friends and family, and tell them about what the lines on their hands and palms mean as well. I hope you guys gain a lot from this information-packed episode, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Hi, thanks, Arel, for having me today. That's fantastic to see you. Thank you. First question I have for you is what elevates your soul? Wow. <laughs> um, the most important thing is the joy of connectivity um, with another and finding a kind of deep uh, resonant connection to another human being and and the joy and the expansiveness that comes from that is probably the most important thing in my life yeah beautiful um, yeah um, no question that's the most important thing in life and the most important thing um, that we should all try and uh, have in our lives yeah I agree I agree I'd love to ask you what sort of things can you discover about a person by reading their hands that's that let let me proceed and i shall tell you all um the the hand basically is a map of human consciousness so on your hand you have your fingerprint patterns 
which everybody knows. Everybody has a unique set of fingerprint patterns. Everybody knows that your fingerprint patterns are not the same as anybody else's, not even identical twins of identical yeah. fingerprint patterns. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you also know that fingerprint patterns don't change. So they're permanent markers of, your, of, your, of you for this life. So they are absolutely an indicator of your, both your individuality and also they're, in, they're indicative of your kind of your, your life path in this life. They kind of, they are, from a medical point of view, fingerprint patterns are genetic. There's been a huge amount of studies done uh, into the genetic significance of fingerprint patterns. But from a metaphysical point of view, the, the fingerprint patterns are like the patterns of your comma. And they basically demonstrate the kind of, some of the life lessons you're gonna have in this life and some of the, the life things you need to be accomplishing or achieving within this life. Wow. So they're incredibly potent markers of, of, of what life is about for you as an individual. And, and the thing is, what's interesting about that is that everybody knows this. I mean, you know, I've told you two things about the hand that you actually already knew, which is you had a unique set of fingerprint patterns and you knew that the fingerprint patterns didn't change. You didn't understand the metaphysical significance of fingerprint patterns. But when you start looking into the skin ridge patterns in that way and start understanding the psychological significance of them, then the, the sort of the meaning of that gets unpacked and, and self-discovery arises. The second thing that you look at in the hand is the hand structure. So you've got things like the fingers, the nails, the thumb, the shape and structure of the palm itself. That's called the morphogamy of the hand. And the morphogamy of the hand, again, is pretty consistent. It doesn't change very much. Um, because, and a lot of like the your shape of your hand is usually biological, so it's genetic, like the shape of your body. You know, if you're tall and thin, it's because you've got tall and thin parents. And if you've got short and squat parents, you'll be short and squat too. Your the physical body was a reflection of the, the genetic parenting that you have. So most the hand shape the itself could show something there. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, exactly. Not always, but most of the time. Yeah. But uh, the fingers represent, but the palm represents the body and the fingers represent the mind. So what you get with the, with the fingers is you get a differentiation of the, of the four elements, water, earth, fire, and air. And, and when you look at the condition of the fingers, you see uh, the different psychological patterns that a person has. So the fingers could be long, the fingers could be short, the fingers could be knotty, the fingers could be smooth, the fingers could be bent, like, like yeah. a couple of your fingerprint fingers are. Yeah. And you kind of have an idea of how a finger should be in terms of its structure. And then any deviation from that becomes interesting and significant. Right. The third factor in the hand is the lines of the hand. And the lines of the hand are what most people think Oh, that's what you look at when you read hands. Well, actually, it's not. It's actually not the most important thing. And the main reason why it's not the most important thing is because the lines change over time. So the lines are much more dynamic. So people think that the lines are consistent. They're not. The fingerprints don't change. Okay. But the lines do. And so in traditional palmistry, like 500 years ago, they would look at the lines and they would make predictions from the lines. And they would be talking about how long you're going to live, whether you can become famous. How many babies you can have, you know, getting married, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. All the stuff which, in fact, you actually can't see from the hand at all. None of that stuff can be found in the hand. Okay. <laughs> one, and, one, yeah, and one of the main reasons why you can't do any predictions from the hand is because the, the lines of the hands change over time. Okay. It's impossible right. to tell, it's impossible to say, oh, in when you're 50, this is going to happen to you. If you're 25 now, yeah. you just don't know what the lines are going to look like in 25 years' time. Yeah. And, and I've and I've been doing handprint. I've been doing handwriting now about 37 years. Wow. So I've been, and I've got, I've got handprints that I was that I took in the early middle 80s, and I, I took I've taken again like in the last two years. So I've got handprints that I've taken 35 years apart, and I've been doing a study this year compiling the the, the kind of changes that happen in in people 
over that time period. Yeah. Um, now, having said that the lines of the hands change, they only change if you change. Ah, so if you don't change uh, uh, and you don't evolve, then guess what? <laughs> the lines of your hands don't change very much. But if you change yeah. and transform your life, the lines in your hands change. And here's the some, lines here's some your hands, you're meaning the palms, right? So if someone's, everyone after listening to this is going to be wanting to take a photo of their palm every year. <laughs> Yes, another, and, and, and they should, and they should, or at least right. probably every five years or something like that. You know? right. I mean, it, depend, it depends on how intensively you're, you're the change process that you're going through. But right. if you want to have a kind of marker of, is somebody spiritually evolving? Is somebody yeah. resolving their trauma? Is right. somebody kind of becoming a better person in whatever way? Yeah. Then that will be marked in hand. But let me just give you some really practical examples of that, because yeah. it's, it, it's, it sounds complicated. It's actually not, because the hand, for example, furnishes a lot of information about your health and your illness. So we talked a bit before about the, the back of the hand, we talked about the nails. The nails are really important from a medical diagnostic point of view. Mm. And, and, and there's, there's a whole body of literature which and you can just describe heart disease, lung disease, kidney dysfunction and so on uh, from the state of the nails. But the lines do that too. Um, and what happens when, when, when people get ill, the lines of the hand start deteriorating. And then when they get better again, the lines go back together again. And you can, you, can, right. and you can track these changes over a period of time. A really good example is pregnancy. So a woman, if you take a pregnant woman before she's pregnant, yep. during pregnancy, and then after pregnancy, what you see is the sort of the, the changes that her body goes through during that time. And I mean, obviously, there's huge hormonal changes. But all those hormonal changes can be seen in the hand. I mean, wow. I mean I've, I've seen people who've had, who've had their thyroid removed, and you can see, how, you can see the, the absence of the thyroid gland. Uh, on the hand oh, i've seen people with adrenal, with adrenal stress on their hand yeah um and you can tell whether someone's got no, like a like a woman a pregnant woman um her liver is working overtime because her liver's having to to process all the, yeah. the, the waste products of the baby as well as her so you get the kind of get these markings in the hand that show the kind of toxicity building up in her bloodstream because she's having to, like her liver's overworking you can see that in the hand too and then when when she's not pregnant all those stresses all those hormonal changes all those pressures on her body like and if they all go away so it's really quite a quick quite a quick thing to see yeah um i mean i had a i yeah i mean i had a i had a friend i have a friend of mine who was uh he's a musician who's um i took his handprints i think in 1984 um and i took his handprints again last year and he suffered a lot of mental illness in his life um he sort of schizophrenia and, and depression and he he committed or tried to commit suicide when he was about 22 um, which was around the time I took the handprints, so which was quite interesting because, of course, um, that was at the height of kind of his mental instability. Yeah. And I took his handprints again, uh, like last year when I was in the UK, and he's got. Oh, he said, "I'm really worried about this. When my hands are going to be completely fucked, aren't they?" And, and and it was great. I took his handprints, and they were not like all the markings of the paranoia, the duality, the schizophrenia, uh -huh. the depression. They'd all gone. They'd wow. all gone in 35 years. They'd all wow. disappeared. They'd all completely evaporated from his hand. And he was really worried that his hand was going to be worse than it was before. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was better. And like, and like, so when I sort of thought about that, I was thinking, well, what did he do? You know, he basically, he's a musician. He plays, his, he's a guitarist. And he, he, he's a jazz musician. And he plays the guitar eight hours a day, every day. And he's been playing the guitar eight hours a day, every day for the last 30 years. And that's what he does. That's his life, you know. And he's basically kind of done music therapy on himself and that's kind of yeah you can see the kind of effects of the changes in his hand like that so right. um 
so yeah so so that's so when you understand i'll just wrap that about next question can pop in but yeah. just if you if you when you understand that the lines of the hands change then what you realize that what you're looking at the hand isn't about a prediction of the future at all yeah. it's right. about understanding what you are right here right uh -huh. now the, ha the lines of the hand are kind of reflections of your consciousness how you're experiencing yeah. things you know? yeah that's so they're not so they're, they're not insignificant but they're not they're not as important as the fingerprints because the fingerprints don't change yeah um, but the lines can change so and so what you've got in what's got roughly represented in the hand is you've got this kind of mixture of things that we can we can't do anything about like our genetics yeah. we can't change anything about our genetics yeah um and the things that we have in our within our power to change and ameliorate and, and, and affect and and that's what that's what life's like you know there's some things we can't think about some things we can and if we, we're lucky we have the wisdom enough to know the difference between those two things so it's uh, it's kind of like that's and that's very empowering so what you get with that situation of course is that that gives you you have that information and that understanding that enables you to make informed choices about who you are that allows you to uncover those things that have been problems yeah. And that allows you to live more authentically with yourself. And then that allows you to authentically relate to someone else better. Mm -hmm. And that allows that joy to come back into to the life. first question I asked you, right? <laughs> Elevating your soul. So when people are looking at their hands right now, for example, uh, my two palms, the lines on them are different. So when you're doing a hand reading, which palm, like which hand are you looking at if they're different? And is it common that they're different on, on um, yeah. people, their hands? Yeah, it's very it's very rare for the two hands to be the same, okay. um, and and so uh, what you generally look at is you, you look at both hands. You, you have to look at both hands, but you can say that the person, the dominant, the hand that's dominant. Like if you're right-handed, then your uh -huh. right hand is your dominant hand. Right. And generally speaking, um, the patterns on the on the dominant hand tend to represent the active processes within a person's life. So, for example, that might be more descriptive of the job that they do. Right. That's not always true. But it's usually more manifestation of what the example expresses what they're manifesting in the world. Whereas the, the, the passive hand is what you're more like when you're at home. So they're kind of like it's like your inner self and your outer self, yeah. like the two different parts of yourself. That makes sense. So 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 what's interesting to look at with hands is to look at what's the same in both hands. Yeah. And also what's different in both hands. So if we just look talk about your lines on your hand, yeah. if you just look at your both your hands. Yeah. If you look at the, I'll just tell you what the three main lines are, okay? And then you yes. can identify them. So the, the line that goes around the ball of your thumb, that's called the earth line. Earth line, yeah. Or the lifeline in palmistry, we call it the earth line. Okay. Then the line that goes across the hand that starts in about the same spot, that's called the yeah. air line. Air, okay. To do with your mentality, your psychology, and your intellect. And the line underneath the fingers that starts under the little finger and goes towards the index finger, that's called that's called the water line or the heart line. The water and that's, line. And that's to do with your emotions and the way you relate to other people. Now, wow. if you look at the end, if you look at the ending of your major water line, they are pretty much the same. They both got this kind of overlap bit. So yep. your water line comes, the water line comes to about here. Yeah. And then you've got another, and you've got another little bit that goes up between the fingers. Yeah. A slightly different shape on in, in your in your right hand, it's slightly longer. Yeah, the overlaps a bit longer, but the, you can see that it's like it's an overlap like that. Can you see what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's consistent in both your hands, and but what's interesting about that is the the is how that's developed in your right hand. So the the that reduplicated line is longer in your right hand than it is in your left hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if you look at the beginning of your earth and air lines, 
in your left hand they're separated and in your right hand they're joined yes can you yes. see that yes oh. i always wondered about that <laughs> you always wondered about that well here's the moment yeah. where you will wonder will no longer need you no longer well, need to wonder looking, i'll just i'll just say it again for those who are listening so the earth line also known as the lifeline the one that wraps kind of around the thumb and then the yeah. airline the one that's kind of in the middle that goes across the palm some yes. of those will connect on the end and some of them won't. And what would be the main That's difference when they connect versus when they don't connect? All right, so, here, so here's the situation. Um, the major air and the major earth line is to do with, particularly to do with your relationship with your family and, and your upbringing and your background. And when the major air and the major earth line are separated, that shows there's a real strong desire to get away from your background. Somebody with those two lines separated doesn't want to have, doesn't identify with their background, doesn't want to relate to that background, doesn't want to have anything to do with that background. It's like you feel disconnected from it because the two lines are disconnected. It's normal for the two lines to be joined together because your sense of identity as a young human being, like a 16, 18, 20 year old, is very strongly derived by the relationship to your family. Yeah. But if you've had a, an unfortunate relationship with your family, or if you've if your parents weren't there for you, or you felt alienated from your family. Um, I mean, lots of, lots of examples that when the airline is separated from the earth line, it generally means that the person has to grow up really, grow up, get old soon. They have to grow up soon when they're younger, like take responsibility for themselves, right. or they leave home at 12 or 14, or right. a parent dies and, and, then, and they have to sort of fend for themselves because one parent's working and no one's looking after them anymore. All right. It's often... So for my hands, when one of them is disconnected and one of them's connected, like, how do I know which one's which then? Because my hands are... <laughs> let, me, let me just finish explaining and I'll, and I'll try and get that, try that, tie that together yeah. for you. So instinctively, internally in you, there is some kind of deep revulsion against being constrained. There's some deep need to kind of keep separate. So you kind of have this aloofness. Yeah. which is which is and i'm going to come to that because that's reflected in your waterline as well but right. it's kind of it's an aloofness that is born out of something that wasn't uh, grounding or providing you a sense of belonging in your family so there's something wrong in your family that you're kind of running away from because <laughs> you you didn't you don't feel like you belong because as i say those two lines should be joined you know in a normal good healthy family situation the family provides the foundation for the personality Right. Now I just want to augment on the on the right on your right hand. If you look at the two lines, they're not just that they've they're joined together. If you look at it, the airline actually starts underneath yeah. and it sort of jumps out. Yeah. And that always indicates a, a, a like a real fight. That's more like a, it's more like not only was I isolated, I was constrained, I was yeah. repressed, I was held back, and I had to break free. And where the line kind of leaps out, can you see what I mean? It kind of leaps yes. out from the earth, from the from the earth line. Yeah. They almost kind of line at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they they kind of it starts underneath and it goes whoom like that. Yeah. You look at it carefully, and when when that when you see that, that's like I am gonna break free of this. And it's like a determined effort. So almost like a kind of um, it's like a sort of getting out of uh, breaking out of jail or something like that. It's a, it has that kind of feeling about it for you. It's like it's a, it requires a huge amount of effort to kind of get over the, the the strength and the power of the conditioning of your family experience and family environment. Yeah. So it might mean that your parents were very conservative or very orthodox or very repressive or there was some terrible situational circumstance. But it's, yeah. it's something you felt you had to get away with, you had to fight. 
So yeah. it's kind of for you. It's a kind of combination of like, well, I don't feel connected to my family, and I feel oppressed by my family. So yeah. on the one, on your left hand, you're detached, and on your right hand is like, get me the fuck out of here. So it's <laughs> kind of like it's a it's like a kind of it's a, it's a kind of combination. Mm. And if if someone um, had that broken, that was the water line going up to the index finger, yeah. and they that usually reflects that they have a hard time fully opening up and being fully vulnerable yeah. with someone they're in an intimate yeah. relationship with. If they find someone down the road that they get in a relationship with and that person helps them, you know, helps break them open and they become vulnerable and they open up to this one special person who they meet someday in their life, um, over time, will that line form? Like, is it, can that yes. happen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the most important, the most important quality in that is feeling safe. Yes. And if I don't know, I, I'm going to assume you're heterosexual, but if, you know, if the guy is not able to make you feel safe, then you're not going to open up. Yeah. And so it's about, yeah. it's about their capacity to hold space and make you feel safe, you know, in that kind of way. Yeah. And I, I mean, and where you and where you can be open is you can be open in a situation like this because it's safe. Yeah. You know, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy for you to be safe for, for you to be open online and social media because you're not physically under threat. Yeah, it's everything. Exactly. But it, I mean, and 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 so, so, so you asked the question, what can you see from the hand? And I've just told you, that I told you all about the trauma of your childhood from two features of your hand. All right. Yeah. And yeah. despite what, my, and, and what? Sorry. And my relationship to my family, like yes, I exactly. am a black sheep. I do feel ostracized from my own mother, from my own family. Like they're on the living on the other side of the world together. So it, yeah, it's. So so on point. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 it's and it's and and you know it's when when and when you and when you see that sort of thing in the hand, it's like, um, you know, that's really potent to acknowledge that and really potent to discuss that. And it's like one of the most important aspects about doing hand reading is is that kind of recognition. I mean, yeah. you've got a situation whereby. Um, you know, you you are ostensibly open and you talk about things, but you know, you don't know me. But within five minutes, I've just told you about the deepest secrets of your life. Yeah. And it's like, and 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 you can, and you know that that's not just you making it up. I've actually got an exterior map of that. Yeah. Just to give you an example, I mean, it's quite a traumatic story, but I think it's worth telling because I was at a festival earlier this year in March before the lockdown, and um, a woman came for a hand reading, and she's about twenty-five, I think. Um, and immediately, as soon as I saw her hand, I knew she'd been sexually abused. Right. And and I was looking at his hand, and I was going, oh, like I was getting like these shivers, spirit shivers down uh -huh. my spine, and I was going, wow. whoa, okay, I've got 15 minutes. How do I talk about this with this woman in 15 minutes? It's like, oh god, that's going to be really difficult because I can't not talk about it because yeah. it's so yeah. obvious. Yeah. And I was looking at her hand, think, trying to work out what to say, and she looked at me and she said yeah but i don't know if it really happened oh. and that was literally the first thing she said to me so she knew that i knew that i picked up on it wow and he said yeah but i don't i mean i didn't say anything that's what she said i don't but i don't know that and i looked at my eyes said, yeah it did happen yeah and then, she, and then and then she just cried wow you know, we didn't we didn't we didn't need to go into the whole detail of what happened to her but what yeah. she needed was an acknowledgement that what she has some vague memories about right you know, was actually true she's from england she basically hitchhiked her way from england to new zealand she'd been spent four years 
she hadn't she did not fly anywhere to get to New Zealand she went on boats she went through that. South America she, she basically that. she kind of was walked, almost like walked barefoot from the UK <laughs> to New Zealand and yeah. ended up at this festival and I kind of one part of me was going well hang on that's like whatever you're running away from that's big but it was <laughs> yeah. but it was obvious in her hands the trauma yeah. was right there in her so, Can I please ask what what was it that made you know it was sexual trauma versus just any other childhood trauma? Um, no, I don't really want to talk about that because okay. people will make the wrong they'll make the wrong kind of interpretations. Thing yeah. it's quite a complicated and subtle thing. Okay. You know, it's like yep. there are a number of different factors, and you kind of have to weigh them up together. Okay. Okay. Um, but a, a lot of the process of of hand reading is is kind of listening and kind of tuning into people, and obviously yeah. when you're holding someone's hand you pick up things in that way. I mean, I'm not especially intuitive. I'm mainly analytical, but, and, and which is also really good because my, my experience is if you go to a, a channel or a psychic or a medium or something like that, you never quite know whether they're right or not right. You never quite know whether they're being inspired or whether they're making it up or yeah. whether they're just having a hot flush because they're a menopausal 50 year old woman. And it's just like, it's just the mood that's overtaking them at that moment. And I never quite know and so that's not to say I don't go or don't ignore them completely, but I kind of feel I have to take it with a pinch of salt. What I like about hand reading is you can peg your intuition to something that is verifiable. I mean, I've done, I've done lots of studies on the hands over, over 30 years. One of, the, one of the best studies I did, I think, in the early 90s, I did a, there, was a, there was a group of people I knew, about 25 people, who were doing a meditation course. And it was a year-long meditation course. And I took their handprints at the beginning of the meditation series and a year later yeah. and the idea behind this course they had to do they had to do lots of reading and studying and do very meditation practices which they had to do throughout the course of the year yeah and it was all about developing your psychic abilities and energetic sensitivity to be able to read auras and things like that and and i what well, first thing was really interesting was there was a, that you could see that these people were much more psychic than most people yeah. so the, the, the features of the hand that show psychic ability and there's no question that those are clearly manifest in the hands all right you want to you know is this person a medium or not a medium i'm going to go yeah. yes or no depending on what's in their hand you know cool. um that that that's easy that's easy but is what that was interesting, also, can you explain that one online or, or is that <laughs> like i'm gonna start calling themselves psychic now I, t I tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what, send me a message after this and I'll do a post on my Facebook page and then people can go and read it. Oh, it'll, yeah. be, it'll, be e it'll be easier to illustrate it with a, with a picture. And, and picture, picture, picture. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. But what was interesting about this study was um, that the, the, as I mentioned, that the airline is to do with your mind and how you think and how you understand. And yeah. that was the line that changed the most during that time period it changed from a few millimeters to an inch, like two and a half centimeters. Oh. The average length of change over the whole 25 people who did this course after a year of meditation was one centimeter. And the longer your airline gets, the more perceptive you become, the more uh, questioning you become. Okay. Look at your own airline. Look at the airline in your own hands. So airline, for those, for those listening one more time, the airline is that's the, mid, that's the middle one. Yeah. The one that goes from the side to the to the cross the hand in the middle. Across okay. the hand. Yeah, mine kind of starts one of them it's your, goes all the way to the end. Your, on the left hand it like yeah, it starts part okay. like a well, center. It ends. <laughs> they, 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 they start it starts here. Yeah. So where it's where it's separated is where it starts in your left hand. And in the and then in the right hand it ends underneath the little finger. Yes, it does. Yeah. 
So it's got longer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what does that mean? So that basically means that basically in the, as, as you've gone grown into yourself and grown into your adult life, you become much more questioning, you become much more philosophical, you've been much more interested in psychology, you're much more interested in understanding what goes on underneath the surface. Yeah. The, the shorter airline is more superficial. It's more kind of like content with simple answers. And the longer the airline comes, the more questioning a person gets, the more thinking they want to do, the more they want to understand things. It's like looking at the why behind the what. So yeah. a shorter airline is more scientific thinking. We don't really understand the why. We don't care. We just want to know the what and the how. Okay. When you've got an airline, when you've got an air length airline, a longer one, it's like, yeah, that's not good enough. I want to know why the what. Right. I want to know why it's like that. And so it shows a much more questioning mentality. So when the airline grows longer, what that shows is someone who's basically growing in their intelligence and growing in their curiosity and growing in their understanding. And what's really interesting, I did a post about this a few months ago about um, the airlines of the Dalai Lama and, and lots of other famous, Swami Vivekananda and various other uh, famous spiritual people, Thich Nhat Hanh was another one, and they've all got really, really, really long airlines that well, delve down into the part of the hand. So their, their ability, Sadhguru, Sadhguru, Thich Nhat Hanh and the Dalai Lama yeah. and Swami Vivekananda are all very famous uh, mystics and sages of the ages. And they've all got these incredibly long airlines that basically question the depths of what it is to be a human being and go deep into the psychology of being of humanity and yeah. obviously the spiritual dimension of that too. And that's the internal part of the hand going right down there. Yeah. So the airline, so the airline quite clearly indicates someone's intellectual orientation. And what we can see with you again is again, you were brought up in a, 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 a paradigm of understanding that you found was too limiting and too constraining. And you knew there was more and you wanted to quit. You've been on a quest to try and understand things and to yeah. try and to develop your own consciousness. Yeah. And that's what it means. To, that's what it means to have an airline that's longer than your, in your one hand and then the other. Uh, of course it could be the other way. It could be done the other way. It could be done the other way. That, <laughs> right. that's, I'm, I'm not joking. My yeah. own son, my own son, in, when he was younger, he had a really long airline and he yeah. was really curious. And then yeah. he got to 16 and he started taking lots of dope making lots of weed and it kind of and it shrunk his airline yeah. it literally like he couldn't be bothered to be curious anymore so yeah. he just kind of like so literally his airline shrunk back oh my goodness that's crazy and now and well he's he's, he's not smoking any weed now so he's kind of, <laughs> kind of he's, he's, he's he's reading dust capital by Karl marx so i figure he's on yeah. he's asking the right questions again so maybe his airline will grow again and i'll take his handprint in a few years time and yeah. see oh, that's so but that's cool. what's interesting is that you can actually see these things you know you can see these things yeah. changing in people's handprints over time and if yeah. people's consciousness develop then the lines of the hands will change in to reflect that show those changes in consciousness yeah Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, so that's a good thing to remember as well. So when you mean like these three main lines in the hand, you actually have to look at the the change of the color. Like it's actually like the purple or the pink or the brown line and not like the creases. So don't look at it like in the light and be like, oh, well, there's all these other creases going in that direction. Yeah. Like you want it where yeah. the dark line ends. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's easy if you take a hand print as well. I mean, if, you've got a, if, you, can, if you can take a print of a, a, an impression of a hand with ink, and then you can, really, you can really see all the lines really very clearly. Yeah. You can see the line, you can see where the lines begin and end really clearly when you have an actual print. So, wow. So, one, so it's much better if you're doing a hand, to doing hand readings to work with a hand print. Yeah. Um, you can, because you can, you, you, you can just see all that detail much more clearly, and there's, and there's no argument about it either. 
Yeah, can yeah. I ask you about yeah. one more line? Like, I see four cool. main lines in both of my palms, and I think I got a palm yeah. when I was like a kid. There's like that one other line that goes down yeah. along the earth line. What? Yeah, what do you mean the one that when the one in the center of the hand? That, yeah, the one in the center That's, of the hand that kind of goes up. Yeah, it's if, yeah. if you look at look at your left hand, it's a bit it's a bit easy to see. In your yeah. left hand, you've got it's you've got one line that basically it starts at the bottom of the palm. Yeah. Right? And it runs up towards the middle finger. Yeah. If you yep. look at that in your left hand, it's easier to see it in your left hand because in your right hand you've got two of those. So you've got, if you look at your right hand, you've got one that starts in the middle. Yeah. Comes up to about about here, and then you've got another one that starts. Yeah. On that, on that side and sort of comes up again. So that's right. that's 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 a slightly more complicated formation. But when you get sort of that's again, it's a big shearing in the line like that. And what generally find when you get that is that is people who make big life changes and, ch and change their location or their job or the way they are in the world quite dramatically. In fact, you've got a third one. There's a third one between yeah. between yeah. these two horizontal lines. There's another one. So you've actually got three lines yeah. kind of cascading yeah. up like that towards that finger. So yeah. So that, li that line's often called the, the career line um, and it often does describe the sort of someone's career path. So when you get a big breaks in it like that, it's generally somebody who makes does one thing for a period of time and then completely changes does something else completely changes completely oh, it's your been life more than three. Be... it's been more than three but that's why i'm wondering it might be relationships then Is no no not really oh that's, that's... i've had deep relationships <laughs> okay i'm not oh, no, i'm not saying you're having a deep sorry i'm not uh, yeah. just to clarify not about deep relationships but about um these big life changes just life changes that makes more sense yeah big life changes yeah, yeah, yeah. life changes yeah you know it's like you know it's like you're it's like you're the kind of person that's going to go and do something in one place and then say right i've done that now i'm going to go and live there for 10 years and go do something over there for 10 years yeah it's totally. it's it's, it's long-term 10 to 15 year type projects you know it's it's not right. it's not it's not just i well, change relationships already and <laughs> i don't know well it just it just shows that you're that you're the kind of person that reinvent you want to reinvent yourself all the time yeah that, you know psychologically psychologically as a pattern in your in your experience i actually changed you, my name as well my my middle name was originally Aurel, and i made it my first name and i did that when i was like 18 or 19 and that was like a full like i'm changing my life i'm changing my name <laughs> maybe it's something like that <laughs> was your was your was your mother very critical uh my dad was really critical my mom was just i triggered her like I was the child who uh, wouldn't listen. I was very creative, like the long ring finger, like airy fairy, like always in my own world was very like fussy. Like I only wanted to wear dresses as a kid. So I was just, and I had an older sister at the time and she was just did whatever, super easygoing, extroverted. And I was like this awkward little introverted child and I just drove my mom crazy. So I drove my mom crazy and then my dad was really critical of me. Um, in my younger years, he was much nicer in my older years. So that's why through the process of personal development, I was like, oh, my dad was such a sweetheart. And he died at age, he died at age 11 when I was 11. So like my memories of him were quite fond of him. Like he was so wise and he was this amazing man. But then like slowly, like subconscious um, memories started coming up at the age four when he was actually an alcoholic and would like pretty much hit and, and beat me and my sister sometimes. So then that kind of came up and then I was like, oh, okay. Like that explains why I'm so messed up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 and and, th and those kind of those kind of things have a large impact. I just I just was wondering about that because of the your bent of your the bent of your in, in your index finger like that. Oh yeah. The, the index. 
the index finger being bent like that generally um, it generally shows um, a kind of a kind of lack of self-confidence in a way and it's a lack of self-confidence that's often has it can have an antecedent in childhood with a very critical parent kind of constantly undermining you okay and yeah. and 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 the index fingers to do with our sense of self-identity um so when you when your index fingers bent like that it's like it's your self-identity as a woman is kind of primarily related to your relationship with your mother as a guy it's with your father because that's as a kid that's what you identify with right. um and so and so it generally when the when the fingers bent like that it generally indicates a problem in the relationship with with parents of the same gender so that's why i was suggesting an overbearing or critical mother yeah um I mean, I mean, sometimes those things don't have to be overt. They can just be kind of implicit criticism. It's like, it's yeah, not, I was, yeah. If we move on to the fingers now, as you were saying, like some people have these bent fingers and some are straight and, and the different lengths, what do those mean? Well, the, the, in, in, in your case, we talked about the long ring finger. Yeah. The ring, the ring fingers to do with expression and artistic creativity and, and presentation of image. So yeah. whether you like dressing up or whether you like painting, or whether your clothes sense and decor is important to you it kind of there's a whole range of things it can manifest that sometimes it's all of those things yeah um and um but other people have got long ring finger, long index fingers they're much more introverted much more kind of um self-preoccupied more psychologically orientated much more interested in, okay. in what's going on internally than by the, than the image that they present right um you know it's um where so the length of the fingers is important in that yeah. in the proportion of those two fingers those those are the two fingers that are, are quite differentiated in terms of the, the, the index and the ring finger the yeah they should be the same length and they should both be straight and if they're not the same length if one's longer than the other and they're not yeah. straight then that, that tells a bit of a story you know so but the yeah. water finger being bent is like i'm insecure Will that ever straight? Like I can't ever see my fingers straightening out. Like if I, I've not, I've, I've not, I've not had experience of those things straightening. I, I, I it just seems to be something that is yeah, is like them, and it becomes. Yeah, it's, I, I can imagine someone it, overcoming that in themselves, but I can't imagine their finger bending. Well, I mean, but but that's it. A lot. I agree, but I think yeah. I think a lot of it in, when you and a lot of those things is like you come to terms with it and you and you learn how to handle it. Right. You know, you right. can't change the experience. So if, if you were sexually abused, if you were a child, yeah. you can't change that. It's right. permanently marked you, it's permanently scarred you, but you can either be destroyed by that or you can, you know, you can make a me too movement out of it. You know, it's like, right. it's, that's the, yeah. and those are to do with the choices that you, you make with your own trauma. And, yeah. and, and our, our, our option as human beings is, you know, we all suffer, we all suffer, we all have pain, we all have trauma, we all have stuff that we've got to deal with. And the, the, the challenge as human beings, and this is very much a spiritual challenge and very much a Buddhist idea, is this like, it's turning poison into medicine. So like, how can we turn the things that are bad into things that are good? And that's true for us personally, that's true for uh, relationships, that's true for communities, that's true for societies, that's also true environmentally in terms of the globe. You know, we've got these patterns of behavior, and, we are, it's, it's, and it's poisoning us. So, well, the opportunity we have is to turn it into something positive right and it starts with us as individuals if we don't acknowledge the pain that we've got if we don't acknowledge the suffering that we experience if we don't acknowledge the trauma that we've experienced we're never going to be in a position to deal with them if we don't deal with them then we're going to act them out yeah so the process and hand reading is because it's a self-revelatory process it helps you to discuss and articulate what's going on in their own internal dynamic and it's so potent 
to have someone else talk to you about your stuff. You know, if you, if you and I were going to a counseling session or something, it might be six months before we got to this stuff. Yeah. Because you'd be kind of like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm resistant. I'm kind of covering it up. I'm, I've been hiding it for myself for the last 15 years. I don't want to start fucking talking about it now, even though I'm paying you 150 bucks an hour to sit there and listen to me. You know, it's like this. Well, I'm just going, yeah, but girl, you're like this because of this and this happened and you can't deny that, you know, your parents are like this and this is what happened to you. And you go, oh, yeah, I have to talk about it. And it kind of, yeah. it kind of brings it out straight away. Yeah. And it's like, so when I say to people, what's, when people say, what's hand reading like? Is it like fortune telling? I say, no, it's like a year's worth of psychotherapy in an hour and a half. Wow, nice, nice. I mean, if you that. think about it, you know, but yeah. what we've, even in this conversation, the things we've touched on, yeah. they're the kind of yeah. things that you touch on in a psychotherapeutic encounter, exactly. but could normally take quite a long time to, to get yeah. to because, because of the resistant process that's there. But when you, and, and, yeah. and, the, and the great thing about the hand is like, like I said about the woman who was sexually abused when yeah. she was a child, it's there on the hand. It's like this, there's an objective yeah. manifest. You know, when you're dealing with your own mind, you go, am I imagining it? Is it real? Is that something someone told me? Am I being indoctrinated? Like you've got to undo all those stories. You can't really see. It can be difficult to see what's going on in your own mind. But yeah. it's there on your hand. It's there, right there, right there. It's like, oh my God. And I mean, and that was my own experience when I first read hand reading when I was 20. Yeah. And I'd been doing all this counseling and sort of self-development work at that time. And, and, I, and, I, and I went and had a hand read and he was like, oh my God, I've just wasted nine months of my life. Everything I've just been trying to find an answer to, it's already there in my hand. And it, it kind of explained a whole bunch of things about why I was the way I was, why I was like the way I was. And, that, and, 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 that, and it, was, it was mind-blowing, it was revelatory, and it, and it completely changed my life from that point. And, and that's the experience that I have as a hand reader for people is, and it, it, the potency of it is it, it's like you, you can really change people's lives. You can really open up a whole sort of path of evolution for people. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the comments that people have posted on my Facebook page yeah. um, from people who've had hand readings with me and what, they, what they've said about the impact of it, and that's exactly what they're, the story that they're telling. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and my problem as a hand reader is everybody thinks it's about fortune telling. Everybody thinks it's about how long you're going to live and how many babies you're going to have and how many tall friends you're going to meet. You know, it's like, no, it's so much more. <laughs> it's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just one more question I wanted to touch on. Um, my middle fingers, one of them is goes kind of straight up and one of them is curved. Uh, middle finger as well? Are they, are they kind of bent so together? Like ring that? fingers, pretty straight. No, no, just in, your, just in your left hand. Just in your left hand. I think the ring finger is straight, but the middle finger and the index finger. I don't know why the my middle finger. <laughs> middle finger. Goes. Well, the middle, the middle, the middle finger being bent just basically is, is rebellious. Okay. Ah. So, so, so if you think of if you think of the it, that's a it's a finger confirmation of the separation of the air and earth line. Right. right? So, okay. you think your finger should be like that, and your earth finger is going over there. Yeah. But really, what you're saying is that. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. you're saying. So it's like. Oh, your family, tradition, authority, get away from me. I'm over here. Hi. I want to separate. It's like it's trying to get away from it. Like that. So and also it's bent. So <laughs> interesting. And it's bent and it's bent. And when the finger's bent, it kind of it's like it weakens that quality. And that's the earth finger. So that's to do with family, tradition, yeah. culture, rules, the law, traditional values, Christianity, yeah. whatever. You know, that's that's like I don't want any of that. I want to do to destroy that. I want to knock that down. I don't agree with it. I want to get away from it. You know. So wow. it's um. So the middle fingers like the earth. Yeah. 
And then the, is there um, an air or water or fire um, finger? Yep. Yeah. The index, the index finger is water. Okay. Because that's your sense of self. Yeah. Middle finger is earth. Yeah. Family and, and your relationship to the culture in which you live. Yeah. Ring finger is fire, artistry, self-presentation. So okay. anything that's fire is all about is all that extrovert energy, like expressive energy. Yeah, express. Yeah. And then the little thing, and then the little fingers air. And what does that represent? The air. Communication. Okay. And also, um, it says a lot about sexuality and relationships as well. Oh, anything you can touch on with this? With <laughs> I probably need to see your hand in, 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 in the flesh to talk about that with you right now. And, and just, maybe you, you I, and you probably just edited it out anyway, so I probably shouldn't say it. So, <laughs> interesting. Um, one, more, one, more, one more thing, one more thing, you've got the thumb as well, and the yeah. thumb is ruled by the element ether. Ether, so, oh, okay, yeah, or, or spirit or chi, if you like, you know, the five elements earth, water, fire, and ether. Okay, so, and does it mean anything like when the thumb, when the tip of the thumb bends back more or it's more straight? Yep. yep. What is, what's the difference? <laughs> it, depends how, it depends how bendy it is and where it bends, but when, when, the, when the thumb is bendy at the top, it shows a more easygoing and flexible personality. Okay. When the thumb is really stiff and strong, it's like someone who's very rigid and very determined and someone who doesn't, doesn't, um, doesn't go with the flow, doesn't change that. No, they, they're sort of very one-track minded about things. So the, yeah. the, the strength of the thumb is to do is you, it shows the ability to, to affect change in the world. And the stronger your thumb, the more powerful and effective you are as, uh, in, in the world. And the, the more bendy the thumb, the more accommodating you are. So yeah. it's that sort of balance between being pushy and being a pushover. Right, right. Oh, wow, that's right. interesting. So, you kind of already answered my, my next question, but it was going to be um, why is getting hand reading helpful for someone? Like why would think, someone think, to get a hand reading? <laughs> yeah, I, I, th I think we covered that. But just yeah. to summarize it in another way, yeah. um, the, the way we look at the hand, there are, five, there are five analyses you can do from the hand. Yeah. One for each of the elements. So you've got earth analysis, so you can look at health from the hand. So you can see your genetic patterns, you can see what you're genetically predisposed to, you can see what illnesses you've got uh, right. currently going on in your hand. Right. So, so that's the sort of medical or health side of it. Mm -hmm. um, emotional, the water level analysis is emotions and relationships. So you can see how you relate to people, what your um, what your emotional needs are, what your sexual proclivities are as well. That's all re revealed in the hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've even done relationship analysis for, for, for couples where people will come and look at both of their hands and I kind of assess them for compatibility. Wow. So you can even sort of see people's emotional languages and people's emotional styles and, and see whether they will work together. Or like, I need this in the relationship. Well, I don't. And then, well, okay, well, either you, you know, you're not going to understand that her needs they seem demanding to you you, you know so that's not going to work or you can say you know you've got a compatibility in these things or if you've got a relationship that's quite committed and despite the differences you can say this is your needs and these are your dynamics these are your needs and this is what you've got to work out together yeah. so it can you can facilitate those kind of conversations mm -hmm. um the, the fire level analysis um is looking at the hand in terms of the skills and abilities that you have so um you can you people have gifts people are born with gifts i mean you can work out what people do from looking at the hand i mean it's like you can do vocational analysis from the hand you can wow. you, know, you get a you get a 20 year old and you say right you should go to college and do this and study that because this is what you're like you know right. you know but going to the careers advice center at school you know mm -hmm. you can actually 
work that work those things out from from um, from uh, from people's hands. Like if they got any particular skills and talents and abilities, that's really obvious to see. From their hands. Wow. Okay. Um, and it's also quite interesting when you look at the hands of like fifty or sixty year olds, and you go, "And I've done this," and you go, "Well, I think you should have been an engineer, or you could have been a soldier, or if, if you were a young man, I tell you, they say, "Well, that's all the jobs I've done." And you get people who tell you, you, you tell them what they could do, and they basically say, "Well, you just described my entire working life." So wow. you can kind of do it retrospectively too. Yeah. Air level is psychologically um, is looking at personality, temperament, uh, like psychoanalytic stuff, like you know the relationship with your mother, relationship with your father, trauma from childhood, um, and so that sort of psychological profiling can be done from the hand, and yeah. then and that's the most common one. That's the one that most people come for, and then you've also got what I call spiritual analysis or ether, which is like spirit, spiritual analysis, which is kind of like can encompass all of those things but it can also come encompass like a kind of where am i in my life's journey and where am i going to go and that's like looking at and that that comprises two sort of different components really that comprises looking at the calm patterns of karma that are in your hand because your hand is an expression of the patterns of karma right. and so you can see your karmic paths in the hand like for example the fingerprint patterns are very important uh, yeah. indicators of that but you can also see trauma in the hand and yeah. part of a spiritual path is about um resolving trauma because you can't kind of evolve spiritually until if you're if you're being held back by traumas that are from your childhood that are kind of inhibiting you in that way so so yeah. it's kind of and one of the projects i'm working on at the moment is uh, correlating ma markings of the hand uh, as features of the lines of the hand as marks of uh dysfunction in the chakra so there's a whole yeah so you can actually so a lot of trauma can tends to get locked into the body and then when it locks in the body, it kind of locks energetically, you know, at the throat or the root chakra or wherever yeah. on the heart. And I'm just got this project I've been starting on this year because it's kind of mapping trauma and patterns of the hand. And like, so you can see how that's a reflection of the trauma where it's located physically, like within the chakra system in the body. Mm. So, and, 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 and then healing that, of course, is a kind of major part of kind of, uh, spiritual evolution of that person so so kind of there's five real five really there's five types of analysis that yeah. you can do from the hand and any one of those analyses is between like a, it's about an hour and a half requires about an hour and a half time so right. you wouldn't do all of those in one go you would tend to focus on one or the other yeah um and um but something like if someone comes to a psychological analysis and i can see that their kidneys are falling over and they've got heart disease i'm not going to ignore that and not tell them you know it's like oh yeah psychologically you're fine i don't want to talk about your heart no i didn't pay for my heart so okay well i don't want to know them no as well as, you know so sometimes it's like what you see in, in what is presented in front of you is what you talk about um but sometimes people want more than that i don't usually do more than three hours it's exhausting to do yeah. more than three hours people can't take all that information in anyway so. wow um, so you just really scratched the very surface with my hands. <laughs> I picked out a couple of point pertinent things in your hand, and that, thank you for sending your prints earlier because it's yeah. what I find in this kind of conversation. It's much more significant to you because it, you you can see the you can understand the importance or the significance of this because yes. I've talked about your own experience, which and you know that I don't know you, and you know there's no way I could know this about you, and I've said loads of things about you that are spot on, and you go. Wow, and that kind of that's demonstrating how efficacious it can be. But you're right. If we'd actually sat down for an hour and a half in a private room and we had more time to explore yeah. each of those things yeah. than we would, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, it's um, yeah. I mean, so and I, I charge 150 bucks. So and and well, for and a basic reading, and then and then longer and more if it's longer, you know. So yeah, where are you based? 
I'm in Auckland on, on the North Shore in Takapuna. Okay. Um, so uh, all my address details and contact details are on my Sam Mitsu Facebook page. And how do you or, say that? Or, or, or on my website. Show notes. Yeah. I'll put your Facebook in the show notes for people to find. And people who live overseas, can they get a hand reading from you as well? Oh, kind of. That's more tricky. I try to try to, to do it in person, really, because, um, you know, like like you just sent me photographs of your hand and they're yeah. not that great. They're OK. And for the purposes of this conversation, they were fine. But, yeah. you know, I, you saw the handprint when you've got a handprint. It's so much more detail that you can do. And I just it's like it's a, it's a detective story, you know, so you're, you're working through all these little things. And you want you want to better see all the clues. It's like yeah. if you've only got half the information, like you only sent me that photograph of the fingerprints on one hand. Yeah. You know, like, okay. Oh, you know, and I, and so I, I, I don't know what your fingerprints are on the other hand. You told me what you think they are, but you're yeah. not an expert, you yeah. know? So I, so I now have to make an assumption that you've got nine loops in one world, but yeah. I don't know if that's true because mm -hmm. I don't know that's true for my own. That, that, that gives a little bit of doubt and uncertainty, yeah. which means I can't explore things as fully as I would want to. Mm -hmm. The things I've talked about in your hand are the things that are really clear yeah. Without, I can see them from even from the photographs, you know, yeah. like, okay, that's been, that's long lines. Like, so mm -hmm. I've only talked about the things that are really clear and distinct because there's no argument that there's no, dis there's no dispute or no doubt in my mind about them. But when you're talking about some kind of really subtle analysis, mm. you know, then it requires that detailed observation. So it, I can do a shorter reading. I mean, and I, and I go, I go to, I go to festivals and I go to, um, I do the, the crystal, do you know, the crystal visions, healing, crystal healing markets that go around Auckland. No. They usually every every weekend they're in oh. Oriwa, they're in Oriwa, uh, Bukakoi, Milford, uh, sometimes Tiatatu, oh. every Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, and it's called the Crystal Crystal Visions Healing Market. There's crystal stalls there. There's tarot readers, and and mediums and channelers and healers, and then I oh. go there too. So oh. people can come along for that too. Right. And I I just do half hour. I just do half hour hand readings there. Yeah. which is similar to what we've just done today, you know, because yeah. you get the live hand. I haven't got time to say the print, so you do the live hand, and you just pick out the most kind of salient features. So yeah, if people yeah. are abroad and they can send me good photographs, I could probably do a short or shorthand yeah. reading, but it has to be on the understanding that there may be some things that miss. And, and if you think about even what we've talked about, you know, we've touched on some very potent and um, charged things for you in your life. If you were here in this room, I can hold space much better for you. And then we have time and I've got other techniques that I use and we can say, okay, let's go and explore that. And it may be appropriate, you know, it's other to, to explore those in more detail, to, to emotionally cathart in those, about those things. Whereas if, I, if I'm online, you know, and I'm doing it for half an hour, like how do I, okay, I, you know, how you tell someone that they've been sexually abused and they go, you can't just leave them with that information, you know, it's like, it's so like you've yeah. got to kind of work with it or something. So ethically, you've got to provide that support. And, yeah. and that's why, so that's why I'm reticent about doing it not in person because yeah. you can't really offer the support in that kind of way. And if it was just fortune telling, it would be fine, but it isn't. And so you yeah. do shorthand readings, it encourages people to think that it's fortune telling and not trauma, cathartic, release, self-revelation readings, which <laughs> yeah. is what they are. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you so much for your time, Christopher. Thank you. It was well, so, welcome, so fun talking to you and just going over those, even just those basic, those lines on the palms and stuff and the different lengths of the fingers and everything. That was so interesting. You're very welcome. I've enjoyed it today. Thank you very much for inviting me along. Send me a link to the post when it's done. And um, 
and if there's any further information you won't get in touch and maybe come and have a proper hand reading for sure i will <laughs> awesome great thank you